0: What's up, fools? Welcome back to the Hot Links Gambling Show here on the Outkick Bets Podcast feed. It's Jeff Clark here at the homie Dan Z. Break down the 2023 Genesis Scotland Open or Scottish Open, excuse me, at the Renaissance Club in Scotland. Uh, it's a new-ish event on the PGA Tour now, co-sanctioned with the DP World Tour for the second year. Xander is the defending champion. Your boy Xander. Are you going to go – you think Xander's going back-to-back this year, Dan?
1: Uh, I'm not going to bet it, but I also wouldn't – I'm not betting against him, if that makes sense.
0: Right. The only way to fade him would be, like, head-to-head matchups or right. uh, uh, three balls.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he did, but it's he's not – I don't like the number. So it's it's more about value for me at this point than anything else. Um, but you know, I'm never gonna be upset at someone for betting Xander Shoffley, and uh, I think in most tournaments he's gonna be a factor. And again, fine with people betting him. I personally will not be this week.
0: No, I didn't get to the window window on Xander. He's sitting at fourteen to one. He's got the third best odds behind Scheffler, number one plus six fifty. Rory number 2 plus 900 Xander's tied with another one of your boys, another one of his or one of his boys, Patrick Cantley. They also got a head-to-head matchup, Xander's minus 120 over Cantley. I was looking at that one, but they are pretty even on my 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 model as well, so I'm not going to fade or bet either one of those guys. The uh the most expensive golfer that I have on my bet slip this week is Tommy Fleetwood at uh, 20 to one I feel like it's got to be the best tournament for him to possibly win right it's it's a dp world tour pga tour co-sanctioned event it's like the european tour is holding his hand on the way to a pga tour victory
1: yeah i don't hate the look i've got a little bit of exposure on on tommy myself so uh certainly support that i yeah i have an interesting card like like we talked about, I'm free rolling this tournament a bit, uh, thanks to some other successes. So I, I'm I'm I got quite a few lined up. So I have a a kind of a balanced card though. My I mean, I did bet Scheffler um as just sort of like a backdrop because I think there's always a chance that he's just gonna go out and dominate. And but I won't be mad if that bet doesn't hit, but I also But I would be pissed if he goes out and shoots like, you know, seven under on the first day and everyone else is like three under. And you're like, well, that was stupid. That was a waste of money because he's going to just roll the tournament. Um, But as far as my most expensive golfer, I definitely got into the range just above you, which is my guy's Victor Hovland. Uh, He won for me at the Memorial. I love this tournament for him. And so he's sort of like the start of my card if you're not counting Scheffler.
0: Where did he finish last year in this event? Did he even play in it? Not sure if he did. I know he was in the. uh, Oh, he missed the cut last year. Finished plus Perfect. seven. Man. Getting a great number. Look at all these guys at plus seven. We got Hideki Matsuyama, Siwoo Kim, Sung J M, Sep Straka, Mito Pereira. A lot of people struggled last year in the. uh, in the Scottish Open, but he came back and he bounced back and killed it at the Open last year, right? He was in the final group with Rory. I think he ended up finishing, like, fourth or something like that. Um, My model likes Hovland. The only thing that Hovland, like, struggles with is um, windy conditions. He's 61st in total strokes gained in windy conditions over the last 50 rounds. It's supposed to be... According to the like latest uh weather forecast, it's supposed to be windy and rainy this weekend in Scotland, which not really a surprise.
1: What are they playing? It's yeah, Scotland, Seattle, same thing. <laughs> it's the same difference. Well that's what it does.
0: The so there's uh there's been four events or excuse me, four Scottish opens held at the Renaissance Club and it's kind of like a hybrid of like a normal course and a Lynx course, anyways. Um, Xander won it last year at minus seven. Min Woo Lee won it at minus 18. Aaron Rye won it at minus 11. And this guy, Bernard Weisberger, won it at minus 22. And the like, fluctuation in the final winning scores is based on the weather. So, like, Min Woo Lee and Bernard Weisberger, they won in very nice conditions. And Aaron Ryan, and Xander Shafley had to battle the elements. So, it's like a toss up every year. This year, it's, uh, Supposedly supposed to be some bad uh weather that's that's kind of what kept me away from Victor Hofli um who else do you have in your card dude
1: ah oh, everyone unfortunately um let's see i've got you want me to just burn them off and we'll go through or you want me to go one at a time how do you how do you want how do you want to structure this pod you're the host
0: just give me one more and we'll talk about them. then I'll give you one and we'll talk about it
1: Oh, I'm also betting Hovland first-round leader as well, by the way. That's my other Hovland exposure because he has a tendency to go out and shoot incredible Thursday rounds. Um, I hate first-round leader bets now because I've sort of realized they're just absolute crapshoots, and pretty much anyone in the field can lead after one round. Um,
0: He's plus 3,500 for those of you at home to be first-round yeah. leader, Victor Hovland. Yeah,
1: exactly. And Did you so look at his time yet? Well, it wasn't out when I made the bet, so I kind of – I kind of rolled the dice a bit uh when I made the when I made the play. I haven't it's actually good point. Are the tea times out?
0: Yeah, they he are. he's in the afternoon in Scotland. Oh no! Five AM for me. He no. is in the Scotty Scheffler and Shane Lowry group.
1: Well, I like that it kind of takes Scheffler a little bit out of play for uh FRL. Damn it. I was really hoping I would uh catch the goods. I might have even gotten the bad side of that number then because he might have been lower when I bet him and then that once you get put in that afternoon What did you get him on? I'll have to look. All I'll right. let you know when I find it.
0: Yeah now he's plus 3500 uh, Is there anyone
1: in that early group that you like for a potential FRL But
0: i don't like you in the sense that I don't like FRLs. I think they're kind of dumb. I know but kind of let's just talk about,
1: let's talk about it for fun.
0: Well three of my guys starting the AM shift uh, Andrew Putnam is actually like the first part of the first group with Ludwig and Nicholas Kohlstertz. I don't know who the hell that is. I have Jordan Spieth as well going off in the AM and Tommy Fleetwood. So I would probably just prefer Tommy Fleetwood if I were to go with any three of those guys because Spieth can get a little weird, streaky, whereas you can kind of, you know, you kind of know what you get with Tommy Fleetwood. He's pretty consistent, pretty steady. Andrew Putnam is one of those like long shot ads that I had to a card that, you know, I didn't have much room um, for like anyone else that was high priced or I don't know whatever in the three thousand five thousand range. So I took a shot at Putnam at one hundred and eighty to one, which I'm pretty excited about. Talk about here in a second. Uh, but yeah, the next guy on my cards, Jordan Spieth, he's at twenty five to one on uh kings i think that's like the best price to get them or the best place to get them too so um supposedly you need to be like an artist to do well in these in these um links link style courses at least that's what cameron tringall said when he had Tringali, Tringali, excuse me had the first round lead last year at the Scottish Open. He was just saying that this course allows him to play like an artist, <laughs> but I feel like that's pretty much Jordan Spieth. He, he yeah. finds like weird ways to get it done. He He's has known been... artist
1: Cameron Tringali. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: Jordan Spieth, though. I mean, he has a, a, a British or excuse me, an Open Championship in 2017. His U.S. Open Championship in 2015 was at Chambers Bay, which is actually a British. Style a link style course up in Washington, which is pretty random. But he plays well at the Open. Typically, he was t ten last year at the Scottish Open, so his game fits the course. He's really good in windy conditions, which again I'm kind of expecting this weekend. He's in great form entering the uh, little UK swing we're here we're we're entering on the PGA Tour. He's got six top sixes or better this season, including the Memorial and Masters. He's ball striking really well, so I don't bet Jordan Spieth a lot, and I felt like this is a good number to get him at. Also, I don't know if you have anything to say about Jordan Spieth, but I also have no one really from the DP World Tour on my bet slip, and that feels like I pretty much didn't just ignored the entire DP World Tour. Did you yeah, do the same, same. thing?
1: Yeah, because I don't know anything. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm following a DP World Tour. We talk PGA.
0: Hey, agreed, and I I have the same outlook towards that. I'm just making sure that you don't have any. I don't know, like, you've bet Ryan Fox on the PGA Tour. Ryan Fox sucks in the PGA Tour but kills in the DP World Tour, so I figured yeah. maybe he would make your card.
1: Right, so he's never come through for me, so no, uh, I'm not interested. <laughs> All right, I don't know. If I mean, had... I don't even think it matters because it's like these guys play this event though. Like they always team up for this event. It's it's basically a PGA Tour event being played on a like I I don't know what DP World Tour experience would really matter here either. You can play golf or you can't. And with this field being as loaded as it is, like it's most likely going to see a champion that's a really good golfer.
0: For sure. And yeah, it was like most of the guys who are really good in the DP World Tour and prior winners of this event, Min Woo Lee, Aaron Rye, are trying to become PGA Tour full time members. So I hear you here, just shooting the shit, seeing if you had any DP World Tour pros in your card. Um, I don't have any head to head matchups, so I'm just going through the, the golfers and I'm betting here. Um, got Tommy Fleetwood first, Jordan Spieth, and then I I took the U.S. Open champion Wyndham Clark. I uh, also included him in our little fantasy lineup thing that we're doing, our fantasy um, Survivor League that we're doing, which I have been terrible in this year. Um, need to yeah, get a win yeah, one you, these times.
1: Who are you picking so I can avoid? <laughs>
0: yeah, I went with Spieth, <laughs> Fleetwood, and Wyndham Clark.
1: Let's see. Okay, we're good.
0: Nice. Clark has the 12th best odds to win this. He's seventh on my model. Uh, obviously in great form, won the U.S. Open, won the Wells Fargo Championship and two of his last five starts. He was actually T16 last year at this course, but he couldn't putt to save his ass. Um, he wasn't a very good putter last year, but he's been putting really well this season. He's like 37th in the PGA Tour this season in putting, but like 4th over the last 36 out- rounds. So He's killing it with the putter. That was a big reason why I won the Wells Open, uh, the the Wells Fargo Championship, and the U.S. Open. If he can just hit some putts at this course, his ball striking um, should at least give him some some makeable putts and and keep him contending in this in this event. Um, he's really long off the tee, uh, really good with long irons, so he's going to be able to probably be putting for birdie at these long par 4s and reachable par 5s. He's also a really good par 3 scorer and there's there's five par 3s at this golf course. So that's why I went with a oh, Wyndham Clark. I feel like I've never really heard you say Wyndham Clark or bet Wyndham Clark. You're not a Wyndham Clark guy.
1: Uh I like Wyndham. When he was at the Travelers, I called him Captain America and he smiled and uh kind of gave me a nod, uh, which I thought was cool. He seemed to appreciate being called Captain America uh seems like a good dude i like him personally but um yeah i mean i'm not on him here but it's another one like i'm not gonna trash your pick here i don't hate it but i just don't really have any don't really have any reason to bet him here
0: yeah well who do you have in your card dude
1: so <laughs> give me some this is gonna be fun. yeah this is gonna be funny for you um what you, you're gonna love
0: you on with Sung Jae or something? Tom? Are you going no, Tom?
1: No, I'm going with Justin Thomas. The number finally fell to a spot where I am going to back Justin Thomas. Um, it's really been the putting that's killed him this year, which is good news because if he has a spike putting week, um, I think he can he can win this tournament. Not only that, one of his other biggest weaknesses is driving accuracy and that's pretty much a non-factor uh, at this course. It was a non-factor last year. You can pretty much drive it wherever you want. The key is going to come down to approach play, uh, scrambling around the green, and I, I just feel like I don't know. I guess the numbers just dropped to a point where I'm like, you know, if not now, then when. And so I am, I'm, I'm on team uh, JT this week. Believe it or not, and I know I've talked, to you, tried to talk you out of him several times. I can't make a compelling argument given form. I mean, that's pretty clear. He did finish in the top 10 at the Travelers, but it's been cut at the last three big events, plus a T-65 at the PGA Championship, cut at the Masters, 60th at the Players. Like, there's no good argument for Justin Thomas other than he's better than a 50-to-1 player, and one of his weaknesses is mitigated by the course that they're playing on. So, And I think the greens are going to be, in general, just kind of different than what these guys are generally used to anyway. So I think putting is a little bit kind of a grab bag, if you will, this week. Just because, like I said, it's not American grass that they're used to. And pretty much everyone's going to be dealing, all the top players at least, are going to be dealing with that. So I think his two biggest weaknesses are slightly mitigated by the course. And because of that, 50-1, to I'm on Jakey.
0: He's pretty long off the tee, right? I mean, it,
1: yeah, distance is not an issue. It's just he's just not, he just has not been hitting fairways this year. And like I said, I don't, it's not going to matter here.
0: Yeah, the fairway accuracy is very low at this course. People are just trying to bomb it. But the, the distance is pretty high, much higher than the tour average, at least it was last year. But he missed the cut last year at the Scottish Open. He lost two strokes per round putting.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, look, he's, now squarely on team no putt and you know how much we love team no putt so again i just don't think you're gonna find a more talented golfer i mean i guess you would argue wyndham clark who's at the same number right now but i mean justin thomas has the same odds as ludwig aberg and i think that is a massive overreaction i don't think there's any world in which ludwig aberg and justin thomas should have the same odds to win a golf tournament
0: i agree with you that ludwig aberg is overrated but yeah, I've done this whole song and dance with Justin Thomas. I think I got him at a seventy-five to one number a few weeks ago, and obviously didn't cash it for me. Um, eventually, he's going to come through. So I'm. I hear you there, but man, it's tough. He's not very good on link style courses or or, or overseas, but I mean, he's he's got the full game. Um, his short game is pretty good outside of the putting. So. If uh, if he can just get hot with the irons, I don't hate it. And one of these he's gonna he's gonna bust out of. I just don't know if like this is gonna be his Ricky Fowler Jason Day tournament. But best of luck to you. I like Justin Thomas. I'm just gonna be rooting for his buddy Jordan Spieth instead. Fair enough. Um, another Thomas. I
1: guess, go ahead. He has good. He does have good course history here, though. You mentioned the Miscut, which not ideal, but he did finish eighth. Uh, in the D P event in twenty twenty one and uh ninth in twenty nineteen. So he has two top ten finishes in three tries.
0: That's fair. But he has missed three cuts in three of his open starts. But this is kind of like a Lynx American course hybrid. So yeah, maybe he can go well here. I again I like Justin Thomas, so I'm not even I'm not even poo pooing that that pick. Uh I have a Justin on my card as well, but I went Justin Rose, who I've used all three times in our fantasy uh lineup and I can't use him here. Not that I would. I, I would I was gonna go with Wyndham Clark, J- Jordan Speed, and Tommy Fleetwood regardless, but Justin Rose having a bounce back year. Um he's in good form. He has a really well rounded game. He sucked last year at the uh at the Scottish Open, but I think getting the experience will help him this year um, he set I think the course record at Royal st. George's up in Toronto last year for the 2022 RBC Canadian open and I wrote this in my piece the reason I brought that up is the same guy who designed this course in Scotland redesigned the greens uh, for that for that course up in Toronto and Justin Rose Put his ass off up there. Obviously, it's a bit different circumstances. Um, the, these greens, suppose, are going to be much slower, and if it rains, they're going to be ultra slow. But like you said, um, the 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 putting situation can be kind of nerfed just by it being like different grass and a different setup than what these players are used to. But I mean, again, the guy's just solid throughout the bag. He's been he's been killing an approach play lately. He's been killing an approach play really this whole season.
1: The problem is the driving distance, though. Like, what's your counter argument? He is not a long hitter at all. In fact, he's well below average, field average and and driving distance. And it's actually accuracy where he makes up for it, which is not helpful here.
0: Um, My counter is there are eight par fours in between 400 and 500 yards. And he's really good on all those. He's really good with those long irons, at least according to the model here. He's 6 from 200 plus yards out so you kind of
1: have to be if you're only going to hit it 290
0: yards right yeah i mean i guess he has to be good with his irons but he his long irons but at least he's doing that or else he wouldn't have as many strong positive uh well it is helpful
1: and i'll say this too and a lot of people don't really think about this as much but when we talk about soft greens that really helps guys who are a little bit shorter in, in a way, because again, the issue with hitting 200 yard iron shots is like, it's really hard to judge the bounce. You can't spin them, obviously. And so you either got to land it short and especially on these like firm, fast screens, those those shots will just fly off the green. Like it's really hard to land them, but soft greens at least help mitigate that a little bit. It's part of the reason Rory is an elite golfer is because he hits the ball so high and that allows him to stop. Like he hits, you know, those hundred and eighty, hundred ninety, two hundred yard shots yeah. higher than everyone else, and that allows the ball to stop. So his distances are much easier to dial in. That's a that's an advantage he's always had, and it's part of what helped him get to an elite player. I just don't know that Justin Rose can fully take advantage of that here.
0: So that was, so I am
1: going to push back a little bit on Rose.
0: That's fair, but you also just. Kind of made a point that helped me, and it's a great point i mean these are these are bigger greens because of the course, and it's going to be softer and if it rains, it's going to be even softer so if he's taking a lot of long irons off of the fairway, I mean he's got to hit the fairway if he's not gonna be bombing it, but if he's setting these long irons into big greens, big soft greens, yeah maybe it, it's it um it'll come through for him or you know this course will kind of fit his game at least how he's been playing lately but i just i don't know i looked at his season i looked at his his ball striking stats and i wrote everything up about justin rose before the odds came out and i was like if i can get 40 to one on him i'll take it and he's dealing drive king's dealing him at 45 to one so i
1: was like All right. 55 now
0: he's at 55
1: now Oh wait a minute! No wonder this is screwed up. I was like, "Oh man, I got." You had terrible... the first round leader thing. I still have first round leader up, and I was like, "Man, I got the I got some terrible numbers." I did get a couple bad numbers though, and I am pretty mad right now. So I apologize if I got quiet at one point because I was fuming about getting the bad side of wow, several numbers. It looks like. Oh. sorry. That i know.
0: Well, let's talk I... about some of them. What else do you have in your card that you're pissed off about?
1: Well, JT is a bad number. Because uh, I got him at forty, and he's now forty-five. So bad number there. Uh, I got Sam Burns at forty-five. He's now fifty-five.
0: What's Ugh. your Sam Burns case? Because I really tried to make one, and I was like, you know what? I'm. I can't.
1: I am viewing this week as a bit of a a bounce back week. That's why I'm on Burns. I'm on. Uh, JT, I think you know going across to Scotland, totally different setup than these guys are. I mean, these guys have these two specifically have struggled on the American setup, so it's almost kind of like, you know, maybe this is the elixir they need. It's just something totally different, um, totally different look. I don't know. I I don't have a. (laughs) Sadly, I don't have a ton of like pro Burns arguments other than really good player sitting in a tier odds wise with guys that I, you know, he's Sam Burns is behind Ludwig Aberg. I, again. I think that's kind of nuts. He's just barely ahead of Lucas Herbert. Uh, it's just, I, I can't, I can't ignore Sam Burns at 55 to one period. He's too good of a golfer and he's a winner. Like he wins golf tournaments. Yeah. He won what twice last year. He he's got five career wins. Yeah, he's got five career wins. Like, dude, he's a winner. So, you know, I'm getting a winner with tons of win equity at a good number. And actually, like, if you really look at it, like, his recent results aren't that bad. You know, he has a he had a top 10 at the Charles Schwab. He finished 16th at the Memorial, 32nd at the U.S. Open. Like, a couple of bad results. But otherwise, like, he's had some good results, too. So I, I think he's kind of due for another win. And uh, that's pretty much it. I
0: mean, if bombers go well here, Sam Burns should be in a good spot. Like bombing and hitting your putts is like a recipe for success, theoretically, at this course. And he bombs and one of the better putts and putters in the world. So,
1: thank thank you for helping my argument.
0: Yeah, that that's why I was thinking about betting him. But it was all the other stuff, the the approach play um, and course history. I just wasn't. I couldn't I couldn't jump on board with Sam Burns the uh, one looking at that stuff, but I I agree with you that there are other players in this range that are that are overrated. I mean specifically Max Home at thirty five to one. I was
1: going to bring him up too.
0: Yeah, like I don't know, like I made a pro Max Home argument for the Travelers. He ended up missing his fifth straight cut at the Travelers. Maybe it was a bad spot to get him. Maybe all the analysis that I had for him that week applies to this week, but it just seems like he was, he built up a rating or a ranking earlier in the season and the losses or the miscuts that he's accumulating lately. Hasn't been really tacked onto his record and he's still being well, viewed as like a top 10 golfer.
1: Well, I mean, anytime you watch a PGA event they show like Comcast business to our top 10, like there's Max Holman at like number three, yeah. They're like, and they, they just keep going. Like, Max Home was having a great season. Like, we had a great start to the season. I don't know if I'd classify the entire season as great, but the way that stuff is structured, like, a, first of all, do you have two wins this year? Yeah. Like, wins are so heavily weighted that pretty much everything else is out the window. You win two tournaments, you're going to be top 10 in those because wins just give you so many points relative to like other finishes that. He's basically being carried by that. And, I mean, the stats look good. I was just looking at him. But, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I I think he's at this point moved to sort of an overrated. I'd much rather bet Justin Thomas at 45 than Max Homa at 35. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Yeah, I was looking at a three ball between Clark, Homa, and Sam Burns. I know you're on Sam Burns, so you're probably not going to um, be on my side there. But Clark is plus 160. Homa was plus 160, and Sam Burns was like plus 175. So I was thinking about taking Clark in that situation. And I was actually more afraid of Burns than I was Homa.
1: Yeah, I kind of like Burns in that three ball, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense considering he's on your card. But, yeah, I mean, I would would obviously play Clark. I'm flirting with putting that uh, out there on Outkick.com today or tomorrow. Not sure if I'll get to the window with really any head-to-head matchups. I'm a little disappointed. Rom didn't show up for this one, so we can have our our Rory versus Rom head to head. Oh, we'll find one. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we definitely got to find one. Um, wait, no, I was gonna say Burns versus Clark, but I don't want to. I don't want to give you odds there, and I don't know. Um, another guy that I have. Oh, I already went through four of my dudes. So the long shot I went with was uh, Andrew Putnam. Just pretty much because he's a he's a beast on the greens. He's nasty putting. He's I think fourth the season in uh, strokes gained putting on the PGA Tour. Oh, excuse me, seventh. He's ninth in sand saves, and maybe the difficulty of the bunkers here at uh, the Renaissance Club, or just links courses in general, kind of again nerfs someone who's good in the sand because if if they. The sand bunkers are impossible for everyone. Really, no one gets an advantage there, but I don't know. I I, look, I go the other way on that. I feel like being better out of the sand could help you or should help you in this situation. He's great scrambling, um, which is mostly due to his putting. He's really not that good around the green, but since these greens are bigger, I think most of the scrambling you're going to have to do will be like lag putting, three putting, and that guy is... Never three putts on, on tour, so he's had some good finishes. Three top tens this season. He's I think fifth at the Memorial. Over the last thirty six rounds, seventeenth strokes gained approach. So sneaky good with his irons. Elite putter, hundred eighty to one. That was my bomb. I went with Andrew Putnam. Um, what's the longest shot you have on your on your
1: card? Well, there's a guy I want to ask you about because I'm curious. I, I know you've bet him before, and Um, I actually thought I might see him out of, uh, out of you this week. And that's Thomas Dietrich, who has really strong recent success here. And why did you give him a look at all?
0: Yeah. I gave him a look in every which way I thought about betting him. I thought about fading him. I don't think I'm going to really do either his head to head matchup is a guy you like, right? You're a big, uh, you're a big Brian Harmon fan, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Brian Harmon fan. I, my bad. I won money on him at the Travelers. I thought he was like
0: <laughs> your older Denny McCarthy. I thought you felt I mean, the I, same about Brian Harmon as you did Den- Denny.
1: First of all, I don't feel about anybody the way I feel about Denny McCarthy, so let's just get that clear right <laughs> the guy
0: now. That guy's on my fucking shit list after last week. Let me tell you, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't even address the disaster that was the John Deere classic. Um,
1: yeah, it didn't go well for me either. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. It was another. It was another heartbreaking one for me, man. I had Denny McCarthy, who was one stroke back of the leader after 54 holes. I had him to win in top five. He finished tied for six. I had Chris Kirk to win top 20. He was in the money entering the final round. He finished T21, bogeyed 18. That was fun. Had Doug Gim over Ludwig Odberg. He was up one stroke going into the final round. Odberg just went nuclear the final round, which hey he's capable of kids nasty Gim didn't do that well in the final round but really wasn't gonna matter if Amberg was gonna play that well um Eric Cole and Akshay batia um were both outside of the money entering the third round but are entering the fourth round but they actually had I had legitimate hope that one of them would backdoor into a placement neither one of them played well on Sunday and it was an eight Unit loss for me in the John Deere Classic. I was crushed mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and every which way. I got crushed. I was very unhappy about it. So, figure we should have addressed that off the top. But what yeah, were we talking about? We, I Why we, did I get here? We both,
1: we both just kind of wanted to move on. <laughs> I think that's what happened.
0: Yeah, Thomas Dietrich. Yeah, he uh, he lost in a playoff versus Matthew Fitzpatrick and Minwoo Lee. Minwoo Lee won that. It was in 2021. I think he was 10th the year before that. He's had some good performances on the uh, PGA Tour this year. He's a rookie. Um, I don't hate the idea of taking him because he is very long off the tee. He is an exceptional putter, so he does fit that kind of um, – I don't know that mold, that profile that are looking for maybe here at, at the Scottish Open. But he's just played awfully too many times for me to back him. And I've bet him a lot of times and he's been awful. The one time that I bet him was for the Bermuda Championship that I won. I, I bet him for the Bermuda. I had him top 5, top 10, top 20. I think he tied for second. But that was like one of the few tournaments I didn't write up for OutKick. So it's not even on my public record. It doesn't even. It's like it didn't happen. It's, it pisses me off. But I have one money on him. I just think the field's too strong, and his odds really aren't that good. I feel like, like eleven, oh, uh, um, eleven thousand plus eleven thousands, not bad. But he's sandwiched between Brian Harmon and and Seamus Power, both of which I just yeah. think are better players. And it's just like everyone's looking at the course history, and it's like, yeah, Dietrich is going to go well here. It's like, eh, if he was like, so Eric Cole's one hundred and thirty-one, Keith Mitchell's one hundred and thirty-one, Patrick Rogers one hundred and fifty-one. If this guy was, if he was right around there, I'd be like, eh, okay, maybe, but I don't know. I, I I choose Andrew Putnam as my as my long shot. So no go on Dietrich. Any other long shots you were thinking?
1: Uh, I mean, sort of like. It, I always try to figure out what to do on this pod. Like, do I, cause I'm not like recommending these guys, but sometimes I just throw random money around when I get bored. So like I threw a couple shekels on Alex Norin because I just, I'm an Alex Norin stan and he never does anything for me. Good. But I don't want to miss out. Like, I don't want it to be that, that week that he finally shows up and it's the one freaking week. I didn't bet Alex Norin. Um As far as like higher guys up the board, i'm on a few i've got matt fitzpatrick on my card um another number i got the bad side whose odds moved that like killed me i freaking make all my bets yesterday and i'm looking now and it's like i got ricky fowler at 18 he's now 20 i got uh hovland stayed the same so nothing there like i got i guess adam scott is another one that stayed the same, but I lost value on JT. I lost value on Burns. If you bet uh, Fleetwood,
0: lost... you had to have lost there, right?
1: Did not bet Fleetwood, but I lost value on Corey Connors, who went from 50 to 55. Uh, Fowler, as I mentioned. Fitzpatrick. Oh, wait a minute. Did I gain? No, yeah, Fitzpatrick went from 22, where I got him, to 25. So like, I feel like I've lost value across the board. Is it Hatton? Did Hatton move up?
0: I don't think so. Actually, yeah, he might have he might have a little bit, but I don't think it was big enough to swing all the odds for your guys. But like
1: Cantley slid down a little bit too, even at the top.
0: I think he was plus sixteen hundred the other day, now he's plus fourteen hundred. I think Hatton was plus twenty two hundred. Yeah, Cantley, I thought Cantlay he was. Cantley
1: plus... was twelve at one point.
0: Oh, what oh it went that way. Yeah. I thought I saw it the other way. Okay. So is it Scheffler? I mean, I mean he's did, been
1: he's he was six fifty yesterday. That's what I actually bet him at.
0: Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe DraftKings is pulling some, some some BS here.
1: I mean they're pulling some positive BS in that these guys are their odds are getting longer and thus higher payouts, but I'm just trying to figure out why.
0: I mean BS in your situation since you already bet him and you're losing value on it
1: i lost a lot of uh value so i'm i'm already upset i already think this tournament's gonna blow for me so I, you probably should have had a different guest on <laughs>
0: dude i i should probably retire this podcast based on how i'm doing <laughs> that's
1: true <laughs> just give it this to you this is the uh this is the fade links podcast just uh, tune in yeah, yeah we'll every, tell you who every now we'll and then Z will man. give
0: you a winner that'd be
1: wonderful I thought I was going to give us another one, too. I went back and looked at all the outrights I've had in the last, like, several months, and I think it's five, if I'm not mistaken, this year.
0: On this podcast?
1: Uh, It might not have all been on the podcast.
0: I have five this season. The only one that I have during the podcast era was Emiliano Grio at Colonial, and we didn't even record that week. (laughs) I did write it up. I did give it out publicly, but I didn't. We didn't do a podcast, let's so see. I've never given out a winner on this podcast. It's never happened. So,
1: all right, yeah, I don't think because we didn't do a podcast for the Zurich because it's a two man team, but I did hit there very publicly. I hit uh, Hardy and Riley. Nice. Uh, let's see. I hit Hovland at the Memorial. That's two. I hit Fowler three. I hit Rom at the Masters four. Maybe it's four. Might be four. Yeah. And then I thought I was going to get Adam Shank last week, and then he just, and he didn't even have to do that much on Sunday. He just did nothing. Tool.
0: Yeah, dude, I was I was a little actually. Upset. He really
1: screwed me on Saturday because he started birdie eagle, and I was like, oh baby, here comes outright number five. And then he didn't make another birdie for like three hours.
0: Dude, Denny McCarthy just killed me on on Sunday. It's because he kept getting, like, 10 to 15-foot putts, and you kind of assume he's going to hit those. When You don't assume any golfer hits those putts, but, like, he did the whole week. Whatever. I don't even want to talk about that shit. Going back to Alex Noren.
1: Please.
0: So Alex Noren was T9 at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. He was 12th at the Volvo Car Scandinavian Mix earlier Perfect. in June. I'm just saying it's like, I I remember when we first started recording this podcast, um, you talked to me about Alex and how much you liked him, and I think you had him at the Phoenix Open and then the Genesis, both of which are cuts that he missed, and you're like, all right, screw this guy. But going into it, he was T5 at the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship DP World Tour, T2 in the DP World Tour Championship, he was T2 at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship back in October. So he actually came into the season with like really good form. And now that he's back in Scotland, it might be a pretty good look. And that's kind of what right, I was thinking. So there
1: thinking. you go. He's my DP guy. There you go. Alex Norin is my, my DP guy.
0: Yeah. And just like you... Data Golf likes him more than really everyone else. I mean, he's 66 on the official world golf ranking, 108th on FedEx Cup, 73rd in the DP World Tour, 61st on Data Golf. So, Data Golf's model loves him. Um, but Dan, just, Dan-, like, Dan- it, Z's like, model loves him.
1: Yeah, Dan Z's model loves him. But, like, you look at his results in like events with fields like this. Let's just look at them. All right. Let's start at the players' cut. Uh oh, waste management. That's an elevated event. Cut. Uh let's see. Masters cut. Wells Fargo cut. PGA Championship cut. US Open cut. It's like the feel like he's not a he's not a guy who comes out of big fields, is what it looks like. All the wins you mentioned, it's like DP World Tour. Like, yeah, not not elevated fields. But this, this is, is an elevated field. No, it's not well you know what i mean like it is based on the quality of players
0: i don't think it is dude it's dude it's 75 of the top pga tour members 75 of the top dp world tour members and then three exemptions or whatever so it's so actually a worse field
1: make, i'll just bet him to make the cut <laughs>
0: if that's an well, option come on what is that minus 250 are you gonna parlay that with a few things uh, wait a second now we're He's talking about gonna... something He's not
1: even an option as a make-the-cut guy.
0: Um, he was T30 last year at the Scottish Open. Um, he didn't play in the Open Championship, which, I don't know, was it like an injury or something? I don't, I don't know why that is, but he has pretty good results in the Opens. I don't know. I I, I, I was hoping you were going to bet Alex Noren because I'm interested in betting too. Maybe I'll... I'll... Put a little nibble on him. Throw a little. Let's
1: see. What are his top ten odds? Maybe I'll plus six fifty. I don't hate that.
0: Alex Smalley is plus seven thousand, and Alex Noren is plus eight thousand.
1: Is Over... his whole range...
0: overreaction much?
1: I mean, look at his range. Like Smalley, Adrian. He's tied with Adrian Moronk, who I faded ever. I've won. $300 fading Adrian Moronk. Like literally I would just, there was a stretch there where I didn't even look at who he was playing against. I was just like, whoever his matchup is, I'm betting against him. And it worked like three weeks in a row. Um, Yeah. Aaron Rye. I mean, Rye won the event, so I guess I get that. But like Ryan Fox is ahead of him. Lucas Herbert, another guy with great course history. Do you have any thoughts on Herbert as a, as a course history guy?
0: No. I mean, yeah, I always see his name in the leaderboard, but like, He's mostly DP World Tour, right? I, 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 I always kind of get him confused with Lucas Glover. It's like I don't, and like Lucas Herbert just feels like someone to me that's been around forever and it's old and like oh he's washed. He's twenty seven. Like I, I know nothing about Lucas Herbert.
1: Com- he's got two top fives at this event in the last three years, though he was cut last year.
0: I, I think it's he's a DP World Tour guy, right? I mean, he's 54th in the official World Bradley. Golf he's rankings. Not a, he's not an American. Yeah, he's Australian. 141st on the FedEx and then 8th in the DP World Tour. He won back in April on the World Tour. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he plays the majors, not, not the masters, but he played the uh, PGA Championship in the U.S. Open. I'm assuming he's gonna play in the open championship. He was T fifteen last year there. Um yeah, but he was T four back to back years at the Scottish Open, 21-2020. So yeah, the course fits him. I just don't I don't know what he's good at. I can't even Let's take a look. Like I couldn't write two hundred words on him.
1: Um, let's, find out, let's find out if he's a bomber.
0: Where are you looking?
1: Data golf he-
0: his fantasy national doesn't really have much on him since it's mostly. I was just
1: gonna. I was gonna look at the PGA Tour stats and just see what they were. Yeah, uh... like
0: they're gonna be different than the World Tour stats, obviously.
1: Like he's picking yeah. up distance. He's bad at everything, according to the PGA Tour right.
0: stats. Yeah. <laughs> but if you looked at the DB World Tour where he's ranked eighth, he's probably really good at everything. So I don't. I don't know. Right. What to make out of all of this? Like, he lost distance at the U.S. Open in the Memorial. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, though. <laughs> like, you know, if you're not a big hitter in those events, then, yeah, you're going to lose distance. I mean, he gained it at Charles Schwab. He, he gained 14.5 yards on the field of PGA Championship. That's impressive. So he can rip it, I guess.
1: Like, that's the Aberg argument. My problem with him is just, like, he just clearly is not ready to win a major golf, like a big golf tournament. Like, I, to me, all of his meltdowns have been, like, he plays well the first couple of days. And even you go, like, well, he had a great round on Sunday. Like, yeah, he was out of it. Like, yeah. there was no pressure going into Sunday. He blew it on Saturday.
0: You say that, but Sepp Straka was out of it.
1: <laughs> you know? What was Aberg going into? He was farther down than that, wasn't
0: he? Not really. I mean, Aberg was minus eight in the final, in the final, uh. In the final round, so minus ten entering the final round, and then what was Seb Straka?
1: Twelve.
0: Oh, so he so he was minus nine in the final round, right?
1: Straka was nine, shot nine under in the final round. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But he dropped two on the on the final hole.
1: Yeah, he was minus twelve. He was just outside. Like there was, I wrote about this. So there were thirteen players ahead of Straka. But if you looked at Aberg at ten. There were probably 25 players ahead of him on the leaderboard going into Sunday.
0: No, your your point's fair and invalid and incorrect. He, you know, it was he garbage didn't go time. He was
1: I'm garbage guessing time Sepp, stats. I mean, I'm still guessing Sep Straka didn't go into that round thinking, I'm going to win this golf tournament. He probably started thinking about it after he shot 29 on the front or 28 on the front. Yeah. But I bet he went into that like, you know, I, this is a hill to climb. For sure. For sure. Which yeah. is pro- might be part of the reason why he was able to just sort of play free and just – Whacked the ball around and, and put together what was almost a uh, almost a historic round until he uh, melted down at the end, which was I don't know.
0: But All if spun. if plus it's distance, that way. if plus distance matters at this course, we does, know Ludwig but, has that. Yeah, right?
1: I under understood. But I just I would never, I wouldn't bet him to win because I just don't think he has any win equity. I think if he were in the contention at the end, like I think it would be tough for him to hold on.
0: I absolutely agree with that, and he's clearly overrated.
1: Whereas Sam Burns, or overpriced, who's, is plus you know is fifty five. Like he he's a winner. Like he if he's in it at the end, I feel the Dude, exact opposite.
0: He beat Scheffler in a playoff at the at the for the Charles Schwab. He beat a bunch of people in the in the match play this year. I don't I don't remember exactly his his path. Roy,
1: did he beat Rory or did he beat Scheffler? He beat one of those two. I
0: think it was Scheffler, right? He was on that side. And it then, was Scheffler because they, those Rory. guys are really
1: good friends. Yeah. And it was like a matchup between two buddies and Burns beat him.
0: Burns beat the brakes off him if you remember. Like
1: I think yeah, I think that shit ended at like hole twelve. It was just over. Well that was Cam that was Cam Young. Oh was final. it? He dominated I, the final. I if I remember correctly, the match with Scheffler was it reasonably up. close. Um, it was it was the final that he just like ran away with. He just destroyed Cameo and beat him like six and five or something absolutely absurd. Yeah, six and five
0: is, is exactly what he beat him at, actually.
1: Yeah. And I, I I I wanna say maybe like two and one against Scheffler. I remember it coming down to at least the seventeenth hole. I feel like Burns won it on the seventeenth hole. Mm. So my guess would be two and one.
0: I think I'm tripping. I think they played all eighteen.
1: Maybe, maybe actually, I remember that match being close.
0: I'm seeing 21 holes. So, oh,
1: did they? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, I remember that now. It was a crazy playoff in which both of them had chances to win. Either way,
0: point is Sam Burns is. Oh, that's what I was thinking.
1: Burns was one up threw, like, he should have won in regulation because he was one up, but he was also trailing Scheffler. He was two down with six to play against the best player in the world. Came back, tied it, and then beat him in a playoff. Like, dude, listen. I'm not gonna, there's no need to make any more pro uh, Sam Burns arguments. Like, we get it. His form sucks. But I like betting Sam Burns to win as opposed to like a placement because he has crazy win equity, but like, he also no-shows. And it's like, if I'm going to bet 20 bucks on a guy at, you know, 55 to one to win whatever that is. What's a thousand bucks.
0: Yeah. ten fifty, I would think. Right.
1: Yeah. So like, if I'm going to like, if he doesn't win the tournament, like fine, get cut. Like, I don't, what the hell do I care? Like it's, I'd rather you get cut than finish third. See, I got to
0: learn from you. I, 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 uh, the way I go about it is I always like back up my guys with placement bets and, So, when I whiff, they're bad whiffs. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I really take a shit.
1: I don't, I actually don't usually do that. Like, I honestly, my outrights, I sometimes I'll do that, but more frequently I have separate outrights and separate placements for guys that, like, although I did put an outright on Adam Scott because, again, I had a little extra money, like, I mostly laid him to finish top 10
0: in this tournament.
1: In this tournament, because I don't necessarily... I was looking
0: at Adam Scott. Nice. I
1: don't necessarily think he's going to win the golf tournament, but I like his chances for a top 10 finish.
0: Why? Can you explain that to me more? Because I like Adam Scott, too, but I want to hear your analysis.
1: Yeah, I just... I, I don't know. its I guess it's one of those deals where, like, he's just a really consistent player, and... That's kind of been the season he's had. Like, he's had a lot of good finishes, but none great. So, I just feel a lot better about him finishing top 10 than I do. And I think he'll be in the mix for it. Um, but, like, I could easily see Adam Scott going into Sunday, like, six shots back of the lead. like no, ch- But, like, a a good shot to, to backdoor that top 10, which I feel like he can do and will do. So, that's why I'm betting. But, like, I threw an outright on him because, again, I had a little extra money. But if I were just – if I were recommending – I would recommend an Adam Scott top 10 over an outright. So the kind of the same with Ricky Fowler too. Like I'm going to bet Ricky Fowler outright, probably just in perpetuity because he's my dude. And if he wins, I want to just love it and enjoy it. But I like Ricky Fowler top 10 in this tournament as well at at two to one.
0: I was going to bring that up to you. Uh, Your, your attitude towards Ricky Fowler and always betting him is pretty much how I look at like placement bets in general. Where it's like if I have someone top ten and they fucking win and I don't have that, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be livid. I'm gonna be livid, and then that's when it gets into my head where it's like, all right, well, how do I balance this right? How do I, how am I allocating the right amount of? How do I allocate the right amount of like, uh, I don't know, whatever units, um, you know, money towards towards the bet. So that's kind of where I struggle is. There are
1: just guys like I don't. I don't you hit one with I think any-
0: Brian Harmon a few weeks ago, I think, right? Yeah, where you didn't Harman. bet Brian Harmon to win, but you had him top ten, or maybe you did. Top but f-
1: I actually had him top five.
0: Okay, so similar thing. I just don't, I don't get how you. I, I mean, I get how you do that. I, I don't know. I just struggle with with keeping two thoughts in my head at once. Where it's like he's probably not going to win, but I really like him in this tournament. You know what I mean? No,
1: because I don't agree. fair enough all right so it's 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 win equity i mean i don't know it's something we talk about all the time like some guys are really good players but they're just not winners like cam young is kind of that guy really for sure i mean you've made zero dollars betting cam young to win golf tournaments you'd have lost every single outright on him but if you were betting him like top five top ten consistently like he'd be cashing that all the time
0: yeah, we see the was last year. Well, you know what I mean. No, I get you. Um, all right. Well, I don't know. That kind of, that kind of, we kind of went through all my notes here, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm like, liking- yeah, I got
1: Scheffler a little bit. I, I bet what I did with Scheffler was I looked at my entire, how much I spent on this tournament, and then I bet enough so that if Scheffler wins, I break even. <laughs> That's kind of what I did.
0: I went with um. Jordan Spieth to win top 10. I went with Tony Fleetwood, mostly just to win. I put like a quarter Tony unit. Tony
1: Fleetwood? Did you just did you just combine Finau and Fleetwood into one person?
0: Yeah, I guess I did. I said Tony. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Fleetwood. Just I just want bet, to make
1: sure you're not betting Tony Finau because we didn't talk about him. And no. This does feel like a track that would suit him a little bit. I looked about. for
0: him, but he's not I on the... On, uh,
1: I can't get on board.
0: He's not on the odds board. No, Tommy Fleetwood, excuse me. Good catch. uh, 20 to 1. And I put a quarter unit on him to the top five just because it's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to just be out on my ass if he doesn't get it done because it's Tommy Fleetwood and he probably won't get it done. Right. Yeah. He's
1: another perfect example of a guy that I would prefer to bet top 10. Or top five, even yeah. Then I, I would prefer to put an outright on. Yeah,
0: and this is the point where I give you the same exact Tommy Fleetwood argument everyone does, where it's like, oh, his numbers are great, and he's going to be in the mix, and the Sunday and... makes him a
1: great yeah. top five, top ten bet.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But I, the other way I'm looking at this, like I'm trying to win 20 units on every one of these outrights that I hit. Like I, I have five, I hit five outrights this year, and I'm down 28 units, and it's just like. I'm doing something wrong. I have to be doing something wrong. That doesn't even make sense to me. So, Tough, man, it's hard. Yeah, for sure. One
1: one guy wins the tournament out of 150.
0: For sure, but I you you hear what I'm saying, right? If you had f- like five outrights in a year pretty good. And it's for not, sure. and none of them have been single digit or even like under two thousand favorites. Like they've all been pretty good numbers. So, I don't know. I just want to get 20 units out of a win. So. That's how I. That's some insight into how I'm betting or why I'm betting a certain way. So Jordan Spieth, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, um, Wyndham Clark, excuse me, and, and the bomb on a- Andrew Putnam, and and I think I'm gonna circle back with uh, an Alex Noren placement. Might go with him top twenty.
1: So my outrights are Scheffler as mentioned. Uh, I like Hovland a lot. That's kind of who I'm really backing in this tournament. I like him as a first-round leader as well. Uh, Justin Thomas, Sam Burns, and Matt Fitzpatrick are kind of like my main outright plays. Uh, I did put a bet on Eric Cole because he's another one that like I'm going to be mad if he wins and I didn't bet him. I put outrights on Adam Scott and Ricky Fowler, but I like them both much better uh, for top 10s, which I also bet. And... As far as, like, pool picks and stuff, I'm kind of tossing back and forth. Might go Terrell Hatton. I don't know. He always screws me over.
0: So I've mentally parted ways of money with Terrell Hatton next week. Like, I'm betting mm. Terrell Hatton at the open. Oh. Like, it's a, like, it's a lock. Like Here's a guy we didn't
1: it. talk about that I do like this week, and that's Corey Connors. So I did bet Corey Connors outright, and I will be using him in in pool play.
0: I'm not even... I mean, if you want to talk about it, go ahead. Corey but Connors I- has fucked me so many
1: times. Oh, good. What's his matchup? That could be the one.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. F- oh, it's him and Sung Jae. Done. Yes, Sungjae- I love it. Oh, I love it. Sung Jay's in terrible form. Plus seven last year at the Renaissance. I hate Corey Connors. I fucking hate him. And you know I love Sung Jay. Done.
1: I know uh-huh. you do. I'll that's, happily that's, lose fifty dollars on this even, one. That's even money too. They are minus one ten, minus one ten, Connor versus him.
0: Sung so overrated. That's such a bad <laughs> number. I don't even care. I just hate <laughs> Corey Connors. I fucking hate that guy.
1: Good. I love it. All right, love perfect. That.
0: All right. Who else do you got?
1: Oh man, there's a couple well, there's I gave all mine, but there's a couple matchups now that I'm looking at it. Uh Sam Burns is Justin Rose is his matchup. I, but don't you know. like I don't know. Burns a little bit.
0: Yeah, I do like Burns. Adam Scott Ryan Fox. That's the one I was looking at. I just saw that
1: too. Oh, man. Yeah. How I, I was that... looking at that oh. this
0: morning. I kind of like Harmon over Fitz...
1: Dietrich. Okay. But... This is making me think that they know something about Tyrell Hatton. Tyrell Hatton, his matchup is Matt Fitzpatrick, and Hatton is minus 140 yeah. against Matt Fitzpatrick. That, that feels wrong.
0: Feels wrong, but if you look at Terrell Hatton's stats in his year, this guy is killing it. He's probably having the best year of no one who's won. Like he's been, he's been awesome this year.
1: Like Matt Fitzpatrick is an elite player who doesn't feel like doesn't get his due and is a winner. Great course. He turned that corner on winning. Yeah, I might have to hit that Matt Fitzpatrick over Terrell Hatton, and plus one fifteen
0: is a good number. It is, but
1: why? Justin Thomas is plus 100 versus Minwoo Lee. Oh, my God, bro. I, I got to get off of this because I'm going to end up, I'm going to be way over budget. All
0: right. Well, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be producing sports betting content daily. You can see
1: Alex uh, Noren is plus 105 against Alex Smalley. Bro, I'm depositing a 1,000 into the DK account, and it's, it's going on ten separate matchups at a hundred bucks a pop. What is going on in this world? I saw all of these.
0: I like how Ock Smalley's been playing.
1: Like I yeah, don't. Lucas Herbert versus Tom Kim. I kind of like Herbert there.
0: Fuck Herbert. Um, you want to do that one? Yeah, absolutely. Do you? I'll ride with both my Koreans.
1: I love it. I'll take Lucas Herbert over Tom Kim as well. Put
0: that on the card. All right, cool. So we got. We'll Any lock other in those... Koreans
1: we can bet against? You want John? Uh, you want JT versus Minwoo Min
0: Min No, Min, no, Minwoo Min Lee is <laughs> technically Australian. Technically,
1: I know. I
0: know. Um, do you He's want Homa Asian versus first, Clark?
1: Asian, Who? No, God no. I hate Max Homa.
0: Um, no, let's go with Sung Jae versus Connors and Tom Kim versus Lucas Herbert. I can lock those in. I like that one. I kinda
1: wanna bet I know it's I, I'd be giving up a lot of juice here, but I kinda like Sheffler a lot over McElroy. Even at minus one fifty, I feel like that's a steal. I think Scheffler's gonna just piss on Rory. I don't think I don't I don't expect a big performance out of Rory. He's someone we haven't talked about at all. Um I think he is massively overrated in this tournament. Massively.
0: Yeah, let's bet it. At what? I'll take Rory. You gotta oh I gave you fifty five to fifty last week with uh I don't even remember who and I paid it out. It was Montgomery versus Mitchell. Are you gonna give me fifty five versus was, fifty in this one? Is that all you want? Yeah, I'm I feel cool like with that. I, I don't wanna I'm i don't, kinda, it's only I fifty like bucks, jo- it's not that big of a deal.
1: I feel like I'm kinda jobbing you here with my odds.
0: No, I'll take fifty five versus fifty. It's all good.
1: I can't do it.
0: I'll, I'll go sixty fifty. Okay, deal. You're still getting a price break, but I'm cool with it. Um, all right, cool. All right,
1: dude, you love Rory McIlroy. I do.
0: I kind of do.
1: I don't know. Like what? I, I, we got to like what is going on here? How are you? You were willing to go almost even money on a like you don't take losing bets like ever. I have
0: uh, I've taken a lot of losing bets no, here no, on the no. golf I podcast. No, no, I mean like
1: no, no. I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase. You don't take bad numbers ever.
0: I know. I just feel like gambling on this one. I don't know.
1: I love it. Let's go. Let's have some fun.
0: Yeah. All right. So Shafter right, so versus, got, we versus got three Rory. Per,
1: we got three homie matchups. Yeah. We got to write these down because I'll forget. We always I always end up texting you on like Thursday. I'm like, who the hell did we bet? I'm gonna text you right now so don't forget.
0: But I think that's all for the podcast, right?
1: Unless you want to talk more about your Rory. so. Why aren't you on Rory? Actually, Just,
0: I don't like betting guys in triple digits in a golf tournament. Just that's something all. that I have to probably revisit next season, or maybe at some point before this season ends. But I mean, how many have hit? Like,
1: compared? I mean, they don't hit
0: that off i mean, I mean what rom was hit. rom at masters i mean that he was probably was nine, probably it was nine. okay
1: it was, it was
0: nine but then i what was brooks at pga i think i think it was 25 like i i think his highest was 25 he probably got down to 18 17
1: yeah because at the o i was thinking u.s open where he was way shorter but that was yeah. U.S. open but he was still above triple i think he was like 12 or 14 even then even after winning the uh the PGA.
0: Like, I think the low, I might have bet Cantley at like nine to one at the RBC Heritage or something like that.
1: I love Patrick Cantley, but you will never find me betting him triple digits.
0: Maybe he wasn't I- even triple digits. That's, I think the highest favorite that I bet this year was Cantley at the RBC. And he, I mean, he went, I think he was T2 or T3, so he cashed a top five and a top 10 for me, but he just, he didn't win. Yeah, I just don't bet like, I've always, I always, on Monday, flirt with the idea of doing the single bullet. You know, just, I'm going to put everything on Scotty Scheffler here. and Or everything on Rory McIlroy. But then when it comes down to it, I talk myself into these other golfers. And it's like,
1: becomes like a budgetary uh, move. I get that. But like, I don't know. I You might do it. For, I would never bet Rory at triple digits. But like, the only two, the only two... Golfers I would ever lay triple did Scheffler around
0: Yeah I like Rory more than you do clearly I think he's in that conversation We've... So
1: I like and that's the thing Like I hate this to be skewed as like I hate Rory McIlroy I don't I actually like Rory McElroy a lot Um, I, I do Think he's a bit of an overrated golfer though
0: I don't get How I mean all the wins How I many does doesn't he have like two wins This year three does he? I mean, he won the. I, I mean, in the world, he won the, C, um, the CJ Cup and in, in South Ooh. Carolina earlier this year. Big win. Um, I think he won the DP World Championship.
1: Yeah. It Doesn't count. It's not PGA.
0: Why does it not count though? Especially in this case when we're talking about. I mean, look,
1: the guy's on a good run. I'll give him that. I mean, he's his last Hold five on. finishes R- have Rory, all been top ten.
0: Rory McIlroy's on a good run. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is. I
0: mean, it's surprising that he was on a bad run at one point.
1: That's A very bad run. It wasn't just like a mediocre run. It was cut at the players, cut at the Masters. I
0: mean, was T2 at the, the API, 40. three at the Dell match play. Like, it's not that bad. Like, he won. Like, look at this stretch. BMW Championship T8, Tour Championship win, B- BMW PGA Championship in the DP World Tour, T2, Italian Open 4, Dunhill Links Championship T4, 1 at the CJ Cup, 4th at the World Championship,
1: 1 at the Dubai. Like that's He one. has not won an important tournament in a long time.
0: Since 2022, since I since Okay, since the Tour Championship, right?
1: I don't count the tour championship because that's the what one where they What are we doing start, here? Well, that's the one where they start with a score. Like, yeah, and Scheffers
0: started with a higher score than him, and he ran him down. So then
1: it's it's basically match play. Like you're only playing against 30 golfers. Like that's not uh, that doesn't get get miss me with the tour championship. Is okay, a great you
0: game. know what? i got to take you and everyone behind the curtain, curtain. I've had to go number two for like 20 minutes, so we're wrapping this podcast <laughs> up. All right. Uh, I'm on Jordan Speed, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, Wyndham Clark, Andrew Putnam. I got head to heads with Dan Z, Tom Kim versus Lucas Herbert, Sung uh versus Corey Connors, and Rory McElroy versus Scheffler at some odds. You got a whole bunch of bets. You've already put them out there. You can put them out there again if you want, or do you want to leave? All right, peace out. We'll talk to you guys next week for the Open Championship. Best of luck, and obviously be on the lookout for our NFL divisional previews, which will start um, in the beginning of August. But until next time, peace.